to Music Raygun. I'm Paul Campanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. And this is the show where we pick a musical topic, then we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com slash playlists, you'll find a playlist of all the clips so you can see everything we're talking about. Right, Kirk? You're goddamn right. Yes, Kirk. We have a very exciting show today. Yes, we do. But as, not always, but usually. Most of the time. We have some corrections and clarifications. Right. I don't know what's going on here, so I'm excited to hear what we got. Oh, we fucked up. Uh, on our dance episode, I said that in Earth Girls Are Easy, Damon Wayans plays Whiplock. That's wrong. Jim Carrey plays Whiplock. Damon Wayans plays Zebo. How dare you? How dare you fuck that up? Yeah, I did. Sorry to Julie <laughs> Brown. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Damon, Damon Wayans. Wayans. Uh, that's really the only correction. Oh, good. Right. But I do have, this isn't a correction or a clarification. It's just a note from a listener. Uh, way back on our hip-hop 1988 and 1989 mm-hmm. episode, we talked about Cars That Go Boom by yes. Trim. And we spent a little time discussing the lyrics yes. and how they're absurd at points. Yeah. Uh, there was a line where uh, Lady Tigris says, he was looking so fly, I thought I wasn't awake. Yes. And we made fun of her for uh-huh. that. And then immediately after that, she says, he was obviously hooking up bass, I assume. <laughs> I do remember that. And we made fun of her for <laughs> we that. We did. So yeah, we had a good laugh. A friend of the show, Isabel, who was our guest on our very last episode, yeah. was only recently catching up with the hip-hop episode. Oh, okay. And she called me to point out, like, there's another dumb mistake in the very next line, which you guys missed. Oh. So the very next lyric is, but then he, t- he was obviously hooking up bass, I assume, but then he turned a little button and the car went boom. <laughs> Kirk, <laughs> do you know what Isabel pointed out? You turned a little button? Yeah, you don't you turn, turn a button. button. You either push a button or you turn a dial. <laughs> yeah. You don't turn a button. And that, see, the <laughs> thing is, you can forgive them for the previous two lines of dialogue because it had to fit the rhythm. Yeah. It had to fit the rhyme scheme. Yeah. This one, you could have just as easily said, he pushed a little button or yeah. he turned a little yeah. dial. And it would have been it would, it either one would have been yeah. perfectly. Yeah. But they defied logic on that. Right. Oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> God bless Isabel. So thanks for calling in with that yes, correction. That, that's great. But we're not here to talk about any of that. No, we're not. Uh, we're not really here to talk about anything. Nothing specific. We're here to talk about everything. We're just grab bagging. It's our second grab bag. Yeah, episode. man. Is this our first sequel episode? It's our first sequel episode. Yeah, we're gonna do grab bags like roughly once every ten episodes. Yeah. I think is will be a good pace for that. This is just gonna be a random assortment of five videos that I picked and five videos that you picked. Yep. And uh, we didn't hurt ourselves trying to <laughs> trying to follow a theme. Just, this no, time. just stuff. Stuff that's fun. So let's get right into let's it. Do it. The first one's yours now. Before I yep. say what it is, I will say I had trouble knowing where to place this in yes. the sequence because by its very nature, it should be the leadoff. Yeah. Which is why I went with it. I think that's a good call. But it's so beautiful that it feels like it should be a finale. <laughs> <laughs> I like can see everything that. else in the episode is gonna have to live up to this, and yeah. that's a tall order. That's true, but I think it, I think you tackle it first. Okay, so bit, had you known this before? I've never seen it in my oh, life. Oh, that's and unbelievable! It took my breath away. Just say what okay. it is. Say what it is. This is Marvin Gaye singing yes. the national anthem at the 1983 NBA All Star Game. Right, and it is unbelievable. It's his own 
um, version. So he does, which is great because it's a, it, the standard version is a terrible song. It is. Yeah, I, it's, everyone, it's everyone knows that yeah. on national anthem. Is it's terrible. clunky. It's yeah. He like Marvin Gaye's it. Yeah. He fully s- just puts all the soul. He changes the tempo. It's his own version. Yes. And uh, it's, it's by far the best version of and, the national anthem. I've and ever people, heard. it's fascinating to me hearing it now because. Uh, when we also, first of all, this is 1983 NBA All Star Game. The NBA in 1983 wasn't what it is today. Yeah, it was a few years away. From, it was a few years away from really blowing up. Yeah. Uh, there was still Magic. There was still Dr. J. There was still uh, Bird and everything, but it hadn't gone just so global. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in '83, the NBA All Star Game was it's a Sunday afternoon. We're going to have the All Star Game in February. Now it's a four day weekend. Right, because they do like dunk contests. They do dunk contests, three-point contests. They yeah. do skills. They have a celebrity game. They have a rookie sophomore game. Well, I didn't it's even realize just crew. It was that big I, I watch all of it. Uh, it's a great weekend. Boy. I'm assuming you saw this live at the time. I did. Being a 13-year-old yes. boy. And I know that you love basketball. I yep. assume you did that. Yes. And when this came out, people were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I'm also shocked that especially in this era now where there's just so much grief about the national anthem. This was like embraced and applauded. It's just something wonderful and not like, oh, he changed it. He made it, he he changed our sacred national anthem. There are versions of that where I kind of understand that that's the sentiment. I can't imagine even today, like anyone having a problem with this. It's so so nice. It's so beautiful. And it it also just came out of nowhere. It's like they knew Marvin Gaye, we all, you, you know, you didn't even know Marvin Gaye was really going to be performing it because there was no like heads up. Yeah. So it's like, oh, hey, Marvin Gaye. And this was right after Sexual Healing, which was this mm-hmm. kind of big comeback mm-hmm. stuff. So we'll just play it and listen to the, yeah. the the wonderfulness of hearing the national anthem. And I'll say, music. if you're listening at home, stand for this. Kneel for <laughs> it. Do what you want. Sit for it. Observe the national anthem however you please. Lock arms if you're listening to it with a partner. Yeah. So he comes out in a suit. Trucking like a million bucks. Yeah. Magic and charismatic and all, but he just was. Even when he sung the national anthem, I mean, it was Marvin Gaye. <laughs> you know, it was just it was unique. It was yeah. special. I mean, it mentions that funky background to it. I mean, it's so amazing that he did this. It's probably a breach of protocol for people to be cheering. Yeah. But again, who cares? No one cared. People are like, this is unbelievable. And, you know, I mean, it was 83. He had this big comeback with Central Lee, and he was already gigantic in the, in the music industry. I mean, let's not, look, let's not beat around the bush. He turned the national anthem into a fucking That's <laughs> what he did. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> and... I mean, this we can get down to this. You can get down to this. This is so revolutionary. This national anthem is on his anthology. I have his anthology, oh, really? like six CDs. This is on it. They well, put do it you on. mean it's just this live recording, or he recorded no. it in the studio? He never like, did anything else. He just did this. Okay. So, it's, so it's like it's just like a living testament to this moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little ashamed. I was so unaware of it. Well, I, it's understandable. I mean, you know, you weren't born then. Uh, even if, right, you, if it's so iconic. It's iconic if you were into basketball <laughs> sure. in the 80s. Uh, it's, it's iconic. But otherwise, you know, 
once it happened, people talked about it, and then it went away because there was, you know, there's no internet. And there's only three. There's only three stations. You know, there's only three networks. <laughs> right. This so so I've heard. Yes, this was NBC. I think they're playing on. So, but yeah, I, it's one of those memorable moments where you're just like, oh. And he died in what, like '84? So yeah, his dad yeah, shot him. I know. Terrible. This right, not uh, yeah. too long before. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, you know, when I see a, uh, uh, the national anthem on a basketball game, I'm like, okay, let me go get my drink. Yeah. So I said, I, we all just sat and watched. Our whole family just sat and watched. Oh, yeah. You know what else I like about it, too? Which he does as a tasteful R&B singer. Like, he's taking his time with it, but he's yes. not doing uh, run trim. He's not showing off. Yeah. He's, just, he's just singing it. Real easy. Yeah, it's real easy. It's, yeah. it's effortless. And yeah, you hear people clapping in the middle of it. That doesn't happen. No. And, and like, <laughs> this is how it should be all the time. It should always be a celebration. Yeah, it should always be the so I don't like vision. things that like demand your reverence. Yes. That always has rubbed me the yes. wrong way. Yes. And this is still reverent. Yeah. Yeah. Still, absolutely. It's yeah. still the national It's just anthem. different. Yes. And better. By far. <laughs> yes. I mean, I love Mar- My favorite song of all time is a Marvin Gaye song. Which one? Ain't That Peculiar. Oh, nice. That's my favorite song. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's earlier, Marvin. Yeah, it's way earlier, Marvin. Okay, next one's mine. I mean, here's the thing about this episode, man. We're going all over the yeah. map time-wise. Yeah, it's scattershot. Yeah, you you pretty much stuck to your 80s and oh, 90s yeah. sweet spot. Oh, yeah, that's where I go. Uh, we're going to go We're gonna go as far back as the 50s. In this yeah, I stop at like 73. Okay. <laughs> pretty much where I stop. Well, right now we're going to go to 1965. All right. Uh. For the first time ever, which is kind of weird, we're going to talk about Elvis Presley. (laughs) It's not weird to me. I'm not a huge Elvis fan. Neither am I, but, you know, he's got some stuff. I've Uh, I've never been a, uh, like, fanatic. I know the hits. Yeah, yeah. But this is a clip from one of his 60s movies. Mm -hmm. This is from Girl Happy, which is one of, like... He made so many movies in, in the 60s. It's, yeah. It's insane. I'm not even sure I've seen any. No, neither have I. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen all I've of them. Never seen Yeah. Um, but uh, my old man showed me this clip and I was like, this is really weird <laughs> and we need to talk about it. Yes. So uh, I like read the plot on Wikipedia. Yeah. And immediately forgot it. Just like I'm sure audiences did yeah. as soon as they left the theater at the yeah. time. But – what you need to know contextually for the, what you need to know, <laughs> yeah, what you should know is there's it's something like Elvis and his band. They're from Chicago, and they're going to Fort Lauderdale to like party on vacation. Mm-hmm. But their boss, who's like a club owner, somehow makes them work and tells them like, "Oh, his daughter is in Fort Lauderdale, and they have to look after his daughter." And they're like, "Oh, his daughter's probably a real like dog, like sticking the mud." Right, right. Oh, what a burden this is going to be. So in this, there's a little bit of a scene before Elvis sings, and it's when they realize like their boss's daughter's actually 
a looker. <laughs> oh, and then it changes. And they're like, oh, how yeah. are we going to handle this? And Elvis is like, I'll take care of it. <laughs> I got you. And then he sings this song, which is called the Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce. Before we start, yeah. the way you're saying Fort Lauderdale is awesome. I, can, I I feel myself trying to pronounce it correctly, but there's is it? My, I think it's a Rhode Island thing, right? That's yeah, my yeah, my New England it's accent. Awesome. It's awesome. I can't. It's awesome. Sometimes I can't prevent it. I Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, you're, like, you're saying I can't even know Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> like I'm trying. I'm somewhere halfway in between saying. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. All right. Come so. on, kid. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, kid. Yeah. Which I guess I don't know. In the '60s, that was like a cool place to I hang, think and so. I feel like now is it. Probably not. Is it just like uh, another old people retirement community? I don't know. That's a good question. That I was mean, not a place in Florida people my age were going to on spring break. When I when it, when I was in college, we went to Daytona. Okay, yeah, that sounds yeah. Uh, so we'll get a little bit of the scene first, and then the song will come. All right. I know a girl lives down here. What you want to do? Oh, God. E minor. Hey, hey, here comes our pigeon now. Oh, see this blonde guy? Yeah. That is Gary Crosby, Bing Crosby's son. Really? He was stationed with Elvis in the army. Oh, no way. So they were buddies. Interesting. A little fun fact. That's a good fun fact. There's the girl. Oh, no, like, oh, she's going to be a dog. <laughs> that ought to keep the sharks away. Just be thankful she's a loser. <laughs> Just be thankful she's a loser. Is what oh, Elvis says. Elvis. Which he hasn't met her yet because yeah. the whole conceit of the seat is they've never even seen her. Like, Just be thankful she's a loser. It's so funny here. What an him. asshole! Yeah, he's kind of a d bag here yeah. with the orange shirt. I was. I, I think he looks amazing. Yeah, he's. In, a, this is the good looking clothes Elvis. in a shirt that not everybody. No, he, no one else could rock that shirt. This is like this coral color, and he's wearing black. Yeah, pants or jeans. Yeah, and he, I mean it's Elvis, so of course he looks awesome. Yeah, but like. If you're just a regular dude and you see this movie and you're like, I'm going to be like Elvis, I'm going to buy a shirt yeah. that color. Don't do no, it. Don't do it. It buys <laughs> against. I want to hear him call her a loser yeah. again. <laughs> that ought to keep the sharks away. Just be thankful she's a loser. That's why we'll have all our free time with no worries. It's weird hearing him talk because everyone does the impression of him. Yeah. It's almost like, wait, are you doing an impression of Elvis? It sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah, it's like, that's not your real voice. Yeah. It's like when you watch Casablanca and uh, <laughs> for Humphrey Bogart. Well, yeah, anybody in yeah. that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. Oh, 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 what's the matter? Oh no, no, what's the Looks like our bitch has turned into a pretty swinging chick. Oh my god! Ooh. So this uh, swinging chick is Shelley uh, Fabre. Do you know who that is? No, no. The name I want to say the name sounds familiar, but she was on the Donna Reed show. She was Donna Reed's okay. daughter. She was in the, she was in a few Elvis movies in the sixties. She was on One Day at a Time. Oh, and then she was on Coach. Oh, and probably most notably, she sang the song Johnny Angel. Johnny Angel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So she's the. Uh, the object. She's of, the she's the not pigeon. She's the loser who she's now the real she's hot in a, chick. She's in a bikini. They're all like, "Hey, ooh, that's sexually objectifying." <laughs> yes. I was like, "Oh, she's oh, great now." That big Frank really threw us a curve. <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of curves. How are we gonna keep guys away from that? Impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> that's like trying to hide. Uh, and so they're a band. The, yeah, this is Elvis's band in the movie. It doesn't seem like a band. No, they seem like a bunch of dorks. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think they probably like cast dorky dudes just to enhance Elvis's yeah. coolness. Yeah, by so now he's even better. Yeah. yeah, Elvis would never hang out with these guys. No, never. 
Just a minute, just a minute, fellas. There might be a way we can keep an eye on. Invite her over to the club. Watch the show. That'll tip her off that we're down here working for her old man. She'll never guess a thing. Not the way I'm going to handle it. <laughs> so... I guess, look, I've seen the scene a bunch of times. I guess the song that he's about to sing is how he's going to Yeah, typically it. in musicals, that's, the song is yeah. the explanation of how this situation is going to be handled. In the right. So, again, the song is called Fort Lauderdale There you go. Chamber of Commerce. There you go. Combined it. Uh, and there's some lyrics in here that we need to discuss. I can't believe the song is called Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce. It's a terrible It's title. about the Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce. Oh, it's so dumb. It's a nice little song, but lyrically you're like, what the fuck? Girls on the beaches commit a sound. They don't show yards and yards of skin. So already... Yeah. They commit a sin by not, not showing, showing yards and yeah. yards of skin. So it's already taken a, a, a turn. Yeah. So not not <laughs> not okay already. Yeah. Preceding message to you has been through the courtesy of the Fort Lauderdale Chamber okay. of Commerce. Yeah, you've been a little cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe your yen is for tennis courts. Maybe romancing is in your thoughts. Enjoy all outdoor and indoor sports through the courtesy of the Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce. So, okay, so far I kind of get it. Like, he's, I don't know if he's actually trying to represent himself as an officer of the Chamber of Commerce. Or if he's just playfully saying, like, let's kind of go out on a date and we'll do these things. I think and it's... Wink, wink, I'm a representative. That's what it sounds like to me. Right. It's, it's fun and flirty. And it's, it's fun and cute. flirty. Although I object to court thoughts and sports. <laughs> that's fucking awful. <laughs> well, like, come on. Rock and roll is full of all kinds of... <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's... Drives. Come on. This next verse before the bridge. And, you know, I know that there's... It's weird to apply modern politics... Mm-hmm. To a sexy, fun beach comedy from 1965. But this is problematic. <laughs> okay. This next verse. Any male in Fort Lauderdale who is not pursuing a cute female will automatically land in jail. <laughs> That's law in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> okay. So wow! I just want to go over okay. that again. Okay. Any man? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. What was it? Any male in Fort Lauderdale who's not pursuing a cute, a cute female will automatically land in jail. That's the law. Yeah. Model. Okay. Any male? Yeah. Fort- not single males. Yeah. Now let's let's put aside homosexuals because yeah. it's 1965 and they're not dealing with no them. exactly. Any male, yeah. married men, yeah. men who are dating women, yeah. any male in Fort Lauderdale yeah. who's not sexually harassing yeah. any two going to go to jail, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not being manly. Automatically yeah, lands in jail, which yeah. means no trial. Yeah, nope, automatically. Just thrown in jail. You didn't objectify, you're in the claim. Yeah, if you're not pursuing. Yeah. And also, how do they know? How are, how are they prosecuting that? Exactly? Oh, it's Fort Lauderdale. They've, they've got Literally, like at every moment. You're not allowed to rest. No. Nope. I don't care if you have to eat. 
if Paul, you have to use the men's room. The law's the law, Paul. Yeah. yeah. You need to find a way yeah. to use the bathroom yeah. and pursue a cute female Make it happen if you want to be an upstanding citizen. Right. Yeah. Because that's the law. <laughs> that's the law. In Fort Lauderdale. In Fort Lauderdale. Right. It's not oh. federal law. It's not <laughs> even state it's law. It's not even state. Just in party town. It's just party town. Yeah. 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 Once you go to a different city, it's fine. Any man. Yeah. Sorry if you've been married for 50 years. <laughs> no. Nope. You crossed you the border into Fort Lauderdale. You have to. So. You have to. Uh, get bird dogging. <laughs> which is something they said back then, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I think he's That's standing in the pool now, too. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is like him being funny. The girl's 18 to 23. If the technique ain't what it should be. Get love instruction for free from me through the courtesy of the Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce. I can't tell from her look if she's like she's both. She's, she's annoyed and annoyed, annoyed, but she's intrigued. Yeah. yeah. She also I like okay, that that lyric was 18 to, th- to 23, which is a really narrow yes. Very now, I believe the rule is half your age plus seven. That's what they used to say. I think Elvis is 30 in this movie, uh, which would make 22 his cutoff. Yeah. Uh, so that 18 to 23 yeah. is really playing uh, fast yeah, and loose. Yeah, with, it's, uh, with, yeah. yeah, very fast and loose. Super gross, Elvis. <laughs> Super gross guys who came up with this movie and lyrics. That's the weirdest Elvis song I know. Yes. And it's just, it just makes. Sense, it's right? also funny too because I'm sure at the time they're like, "Oh, look at this cute little song he's yeah. doing as he stands in a pool playing guitar." <laughs> this is just cute. I just love the lyrics about any male at all. <laughs> yeah, any man like oh. that's right up there with the warden threw a party in the county jail. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. And no, that's not no. the law in Fallout Mail. stop lying. Yeah, just <laughs> get into reality. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, move along to yes. your thing, which I'm very excited I about. I knew you would be, and if you didn't, I was going to flip this table and end this podcast. This is one of those songs that everybody any yes. age likes. Yes, and that's why I put it on. This is D-Light's Groove is in the Heart. Sure, one of the all-time classics. Well, Tim Gray, on the Arsenio Hall show. Is there any particular reason you chose this performance other than you like to have an Arsenio Hall clip in I like to have an Arsenio Hall clip in every episode. Because the music video for this is pretty iconic. It's pretty good. It's pretty iconic. But by that token, I think most people have seen it yeah. a million times. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen their Arsenio performance. Yes, I remember seeing this as well. Um and uh, Q-Tip comes out. He's, he actually, Oh, Q-Tip comes to do yeah, his verse. That's yes. very special. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, because when I was, I was I was watching, I was remembering, going, wait, did he come out? I'm not yeah. sure. And then he did. I was like, yeah, he came out. Now, I haven't watched the clip yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume, having not seen it, that Lady Miss Kier looks like a million fucking dollars. Oh, yes. I mean, just. Yeah. Uh, just on I had, point. I had such a. She's so great. Like, prepubescent. Yes. Crush on her. Oh. Yeah, I think this came out when I was like 19, so yeah. yeah those those like shoes. Yeah. Oh, she has this thing I've always liked of like uh, glamorous but a little menacing. Yeah. Like a Disney villainess with yeah. her makeup. She's, yeah. Um, she's accessible but naughty. But redesigned for early 90s yeah. house music. Like she's going to be a Disney villain who parties with the club kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so great. And like that 60s hair flip. Yeah. 
She's just, she's so cool. She's so awesome. And this is one of the great. Yeah, this is this is one of those songs. This is like Poison by BBD. Yeah. When like you know, in, in college, if I was at a party. People will be dancing, and there's always guys, even some girls who don't dance. And then D-Light comes on, everyone dances. Everyone comes out for this song, which it's, is why it's so great. It's one of those rare songs that is so completely of its time. Yes. It could not exist in 1989, and no. it couldn't exist in 1991. No. But it's not at all dated. No, not at all. It's still... People it, will still love the song. They yeah. still dance to it. And not ironically, like, oh, this cheesy thing. Yeah. The, no, it's just great. It's, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's just a great song that is so danceable. And every time I see those fucking tryhards in Black Eyed Peas... I'm just like, stop <laughs> trying to be delight. Like, you're just not. I have a complicated relationship with the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> so I'll get into it another. You should address that in some episode. Yes. I have, have a lot to I have a very, very complicated relationship. <laughs> I don't think Pucci Collins is on stage for this. No, he's great. He's great this time. But I just love Lean Delicious. I love my favorite lyric. And so here he comes. He just comes off from the wings. Yep. Q-tip. Which is just great. And he's so young here. This is like... They just they've only had the album. first album. First album. Yeah. Yep. Lowen Theory is not... Not, uh, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. This is right in between. That was 91. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this song is great. Here's what's kind of crappy. And... It's just the time that it was. Yeah. This song crossed over to the pop charts, yeah, but they cut out the rap. Uh, they were just too early. Yeah, it was yeah. too early for rap. They cut out the rap and they would just play all of it uh, without it, which was always sad. Uh, it's just takes me back to college every time. Takes and, me back to <laughs> no, third grade. Oh no, something like that. But also this. I had this album. It's called World Click. Yeah. And it's a good album. I mean, nothing compares to this freaking song. Maybe the only pop song, at least that I know of, to make, like, the most fucking infectious groove out of a goddamn slide whistle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ingenious. The production value is so great. Yeah. And they didn't really even have a second. They had another song called I Just Want to Hear a Good Beat, which is yeah. another, like... 90s house song wasn't as big and then they had a second album didn't do anything yeah there was it was sometimes a pop hit yep. is too perfect and you're just destined it, for that's one exactly hit it it's that's so well said it was it's too perfect of a song yeah. you're not going to get any better than that. that's the problem that's what one hit wonders always are it's yeah. like you nailed it so hard yes. nobody wants to hear anything else yes like, there's a lot of one hit wonders where I go oh I, I would have liked to hear more I was yeah. where did you go here it's they did it. Yeah. They did it, case closed, move on. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, which isn't to say that, like, Lady Miss Cure isn't still around. No. She still is. Sure she's doing stuff. Sure she looks amazing. Oh, yeah. So, hope she's wearing those heels. Yeah. Oh, man. She's yeah. so fucking hot. Okay. <laughs> Next clip. Uh, was sort of kind of briefly mentioned mm-hmm. a few episodes back when uh, we were talking about Paul Revere and the Raiders and you very innocently asked me a question that just humiliated me on the show, which was <laughs> like, "What's one of their hits?" <laughs> yes, that's right. Right? Was, was like, that a crap? Was that? Was no, like, that was oh, the B oh, side. Actually, episode, yeah. no. And you were like, "Did they do Hang On Sloopy?" Yeah, that's right. Like, no, that's not that. Yeah, it's the McCoys who do Hang On Sloopy. 
which was a big hit for them in 1965. Okay. I never would have thought that it was a band called the McCoys. It's a band called the McCoys, but you know their lead singer. His name is Rick Derringer. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had no idea Rick Derringer was part of the McCoys. Yes. Rick Derringer sings the song Hang On Sleepy. I did not know that. In 1965. Yes. Now, he had his biggest solo hit with rock and roll Hoochie Coo, yeah. which I think is 73 or 74, yeah. on his debut solo album. Yeah. 75, he puts out a follow-up, and on that album, he does a re-recording of Hang On Sloopy. Oh, really? And makes a music video to go with it. I did not know And that. that's what we're about to watch. We're going to hear Rick Derringer's 70s solo version. Basically 10 years later. Yeah. Why does it say the McCoys? Because even, not only just on YouTube, but even the little Chiron that comes up on VH1 yeah. says the McCoys. Oh, wow. But it's wrong. This this is the version from his 1975 solo album. Oh, this is uh, amazing because I don't know this version at all. Yeah, it's a good follow-up to The Delight because there's a really sexy woman in that video and there's a really sexy uh, dancer in this video. Oh, this would be interesting. And I can't decide if this version is super cheesy, super funky. I don't know if it's good or bad. I just feel everything about it. <laughs> there, are, there are sonic tones in it that remind me of early Talking Heads. Really? There's a great bass line, but there's like a steel drum, too, that's sort of cheesy. But that also reminds me of stuff on this Talking Heads first album. It's like a funkified proto-disco hang-on sloop. I would have never, just because I only know Rick Derringer from Rock and Roll Hojiku. Yeah. And I would have never compared his any of his stuff to Talking Heads ever. Just, there's just, I mean, I have a pretty, I was obsessed with the Talking yeah. Heads. And there's just a few, like, notes that make me go, like, oh, that guitar lick is a little Talking Heads-y mm-hmm. to me. But um, this is from his album, Spring Fever. And I will say before we start... This is in my top five, definitely in my top five, possibly top three favorite songs about Sloopy. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many? <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's got Daisy Duke. Wow, this is real 70s. Absolutely no bra. And a, that hat is a everything. Big, big floppy newsboy cat. Yeah, that's that really is the cherry on top. That little guitar lick. Yeah, it seems kind of reggae a little bit. Yeah. Oh my god. There's Rick. With the hair. It's it's a little bit like the original. I mean, it's fairly true. Yeah, it's close, but it's more 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that rock and roll Hoochie Coo is a pretty, it's pretty rock and roll. Yeah. And his voice sounds a little different. But then for this, he's like, I'm going to sing it the way I did when I was a kid. Yes, he sounds like a kid That's why it's throwing me out. He's singing it like he's young. Oh, uh, she's a great dancer. Yeah. She is a great dancer. Even if she wasn't a good dancer, it wouldn't really matter right to me there. that much. She's like, she's so good. Yeah, she looks good. Now, there's going to be a real literal interpretation of the lyrics at one point with the dancing girl. All right. Which, if anyone listening knows the lyrics to Hang On Sleepy really well and knows what's coming, they can probably guess it. 
Was there a xylophone in the original? No. I was about to say, there's no way. Now, was that a xylophone? Because it sounded like steel drums to me, but he was playing a xylophone. It looks like xylophones. No, I know it looks like a okay. xylophone, but it sounds to me. Oh. So you think maybe that in the video I've said before, I, I am not good at picking out instrumentation and recognizing instruments. Um, I don't know. But it didn't sound like a xylophone to me, so... That that was the lyric. Oh yeah, yeah. Sloopy, let your hair hang down. Oh, she's wearing an awfully floppy cap, <laughs> yeah. isn't she? Yes. Oh, oh no. she let it go. She is a hot blonde. I like her better with the cap. I kind of, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I like her better with the cap. That that cap is cute. Yeah, uh, it's slow motion, shaking hair the hair out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, better with the cap. Yeah. She, I mean, either way, she's pretty, she's pretty fly. She is shaking it. Wow. I mean, there's not much to this video. The band is performing on a stage, apparently in the middle of a deserted yeah. town. <laughs> and yeah. then she just with walks into the ghost town yeah. and just dances in front of the stage. And yeah, she, that's she, it. Shakes her butt. The big moment was the hair thing. Yeah. And also, I mean, I love this song. This is, to me, one of the great. Oh, you big fan? Okay. Yeah. I don't hate it. No. Um, I like it now because of this video. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it just really makes me smile. This yeah. song. It's, it's funny, favorite. too, that Beersman puts it as greatest party songs. Yeah. <laughs> She's a great dancer. Like, just a great, fun dancer. Oh, yeah, they're in, like, a ghost town. It's, like, some abandoned yeah, I don't, cars. I don't, and, I don't know what the context of that is. That's so funny. This is way pre-MTV. Yeah, like way, they clearly way, way. filmed it contemporary with the album. Yes. in 1975 that it was on. Yeah, so I just wanted to watch that because it's a sexy girl, and we've briefly mentioned the song. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think it's widely known that Rick Derringer no sang idea. that song. No idea. Yeah. All I know is Rick Derringer's Rock and Roll, Rock, which is so different and also great. That's a good I love song. that. Song. That's a good song. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like. Uh, it's like that same sort of like Billy Squire thing. Yeah, like yeah. Sort of just yeah. Like it's really a different kind of blue collar rock. Yep. yep. Uh, I like that rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you've got a stone cold classic in the yes. Mix. There's so much about this song mm-hmm. that had, there's so much backstory to the song that that's why I put it on. I mean, the, the the extent of my knowledge of the backstory story is that Prince wrote this song, and it's on his first album. It's or on his first album. First album. Yeah, it's on the first right. one for you. Yes. Yes. Which is great. 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 It's his. It's a. I mean, he was like 19 when he recorded. This is Shaka Khan doing "I Feel for You," which her version is better. No, her version is better. It is better. I mean, listen, I love me some Prince, but this song is way better. His version, you're like, it's kind of disco-y. Yeah. It's a little thin. Now, I want to remind listeners that you were not willing to admit in our first episode that Sinead O'Connor is nothing compares to you is better than Prince's. Nothing oh, it's not. To you. Prince's is better. But you do prefer Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan is feel for you. way better. Okay. Yes, okay. absolutely. A hundred percent. So this is 19. The, for you is what? 78, 79, something like 78 that? To, uh, 78. And this is 84. Yes. So Shaka Khan's like 30. She had a whole career with Rufus. Yes. Yes. Which is a great 70s. band. Yep. This was her basic comeback because she had a late 70s with Rufus and then she went solo had a couple solo uh, hits with I'm Every Woman. Yeah. And then like 81, 82, 83, she had like one R&B album that kind of uh, shit the bed. Mm-hmm. And they were like, for the next album, <clears throat> they're like, well, we need to update your sound and 
let's kind of get that you know that synth sound electric drum sound mm -hmm. for your next album that 80s sound yes yeah. and that's what they got with i feel for you right uh but let's just play because even the video there's a backstory to the video too i feel like people even if they don't like the main mm -hmm. thing that a casual audience knows about shaka khan is the very beginning of this song, which is a great Shaka, beginning. Shaka, Shaka Khan, Shaka, Shaka, Shaka. Shaka. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's it's the best. It's part of the best. One of the best parts of the song. So, I'll let this play a little bit. Uh, a little bit of a hip hop. Good. So that's Grandmaster Melly Mel. That's Melly Mel. Okay. So from who who was from Grandmaster Flash in the Furry Spot. Right. So he's on that. So they just brought him in. And apparently they're just like, hey, can you do this? And he's like, okay. And he just started rapping this. And they're like, that sounds good. Now, uh, we'll get into this. That's Stevie Wonder. Yes, it sounds like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I didn't know that that was him. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah. So uh, way back in the day, they're friends. And Stevie gave Shaka Khan uh, Tell Me Something Good when she was with Ruth. Oh, really? Yeah. Stevie he wrote Wonder that. wrote that song? He wrote that. I didn't know that. So they were friends. Yeah. And Prince was going to play on the song. Yeah. But he was doing Triple Rain. He couldn't do it. And then so I guess Stevie's like, well, I'm like, Stevie, will you come? And he's like, yeah, I'll come and play on it. I'm like, oh, okay. So he played on it. And uh, this song, Prince wrote, he wrote it for a specific woman. He wrote it for Patrice Russian, okay. who did that song, Forget Me Not. Send me, forget me not. Oh, okay. Let me to him. He had a big crush on her back in the day. Yeah. So he wrote this song. I thought that was Roberta Flack. No, no, no. She's Russian. Okay. Um, he loved Patrice Russian, yeah. and he gave her uh, I Feel For You. Like when he was like 18 and she's like, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And he also gave her, I want to be your lover. And she's like, no, I don't do that either. And he's like, okay, I'm not giving you any more songs. Hey, do you want either of my two best songs for now? And she said no. <laughs> uh, but apparently so, uh, Shaka Khan was at Warner Brothers, but Prince was at Warner Brothers. And it gets to the grapevine. Prince is like, yeah, you should sing this song. And so that became this. Now, this is why I love this video so much. Yeah, so this much. video has all the guys and people from uh, the movie Breaking. Oh, all the dancers okay. are in there. Oh, Shabadoo. Yeah, yeah, that was Shabadoo. Uh, there's the girl from it. I can't remember her name. That was it. She played the bad girl in it. I definitely haven't seen this video since way before yeah. I saw yeah. Breaking or was aware of who the lockers yeah. were. So uh, Boogaloo is in this. You see Boogaloo Shrimp in this. Uh, I believe Papa Pete's in it. Uh, that DJ is just a random DJ that they got. Okay. Now here's what's here's why I love this. See, there's there's I'm sorry, there's Papa Taco, there's uh Boba Shrimp. Here's why this video is fascinating to me. Okay. I mean all the reasons you already said, plus plus. Yeah. So the director of this video, I forgot her name, it's a woman, and she uh, had been going around trying to do uh, hip hop breaking and fashion shows. Yeah. And because of it, they were like, they saw her stuff and they're like, okay, well, you can direct a Shaka Khan video. So all this footage from the dancers is separate footage from Shaka Khan. This is all oh. shot as like a They're never on screen together. They're not on screen together. This was pre this was done before this video. So the, all that stuff of the dancing is not to this song. Oh, okay. It is all just uh, breaking and fashion for a fashion shoot that this uh, director wanted to do. Oh, wow. It never got used. 
so they just cut it in. They just cut it in. They're like, okay, well, let's cut it in, and then we'll put Shaka on a similar stage with a similar graffiti background, that is and we'll just put them all together to make this fucking video. That is fascinating. Yeah. It's pretty seamless. It is pretty seamless, and I couldn't believe it, because I'm like, the whole time, they're like, oh, they're, they all did a video together. Yeah. No, the, the breaking and the fashion stuff was done, like, all, yeah, like I mean, a year Now that before. you say it, it seems kind of obvious, but... yeah. There's so much quick cutting that you don't yeah, really there's question so much it. Yeah, there's no much you know, and then they just put Shaka in it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's so good. She's the best. And then I she wonder, later went on to, to a tour with Prince. Not that I think Tony Basil choreographed everything the lockup did, <laughs> but I wonder if she choreographed this, and I hope she did, just to have one more favorite <laughs> thing involved. Like, yes. you've got Prince, you've got Stevie Wonder, <laughs> you've got the, you've got Breakdancer <laughs> with the lockers, you've got Melly Mel, Shaka Khan. <laughs> yeah. And like Tony Bennett. Like, I want more. I think How we're just going to say that she did. Yeah. <laughs> just live in that fantasy. I'll find out. And, yeah. uh, and uh, we'll talk about it briefly yes. at the beginning of the next episode. Yes. But let's move on to my next video, which is a bit of a weird video. It's not that weird a song. This is uh, Pushing Too Hard by the Seeds. I feel like I know the seeds, but I might be confusing them with the lightning seeds. Maybe I've shown you this clip briefly before. Okay. This is like a this is also 1965. Okay, then it's not the lightning scene. So so far we've had Elvis in 65. Yep. We've had Hang On Sleepy, which originally was from 65. Yeah. And this is Garage Rock from 1965. This was on the Nuggets album, which I've mentioned before. Oh, okay, you've mentioned the Nuggets, which is the uh, compilation of of 60s garage music. Yes. This is a pretty big hit in its time, but it's not like a radio staple that mm-hmm. people would necessarily know. And this clip is from a 1968 sitcom called The Mothers-in-Law, which was like a Desilu sitcom. Yes, I've heard of that. Have you really? Because I've I fucking heard of haven't. It. I think because I read a biography of Lucille Ball or of Desilu, the whole the, the company. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Des, I mean, uh, Desi produced it. Uh, it starred Eve Arden. It was on for two years from 67 to 69. Yeah. So it's right in the middle of, uh, you know, the hippie years. Yeah. And the interesting thing about the Seeds is I wouldn't call them a hippie band. They're definitely garage rock, mm-hmm. but they're sort of acidy. And they are credited with creating the phrase flower power. Really? Yes. From this song or just in general? No, just in general. <clears throat> wow. Um, but it's this is like a really – I don't know the plot of the episode surrounding this clip. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those old-timey sitcom things where it's just like a family in their home. And it's like, hey, we got a rock band here and they're going to play for us. <laughs> they're going to sing for us. So it's like mostly parents. Mm-hmm. It's mostly like the greatest generation. <laughs> and they're just sitting watching this band and they don't know what the fuck to oh, make of it. Funny. And then there's they've got like one daughter who is getting – down like she's grooving so hard on the seeds. Did you know the song before you saw this? Yes, very okay. much so. Okay, years before because Nuggets is like a classic okay. compilation, so I know that album pretty backwards and forwards. Um, and I just found this I don't know randomly going down a YouTube rabbit hole one day a few years ago. No, that's and good. Like, what is this? Also, the seeds themselves are really weird. Mm. Uh, Sky Saxon, the lead singer, is wearing. What looks like just blue pajamas, mm-hmm. and then he's got a cape on. But when I say a cape, it looks like the way a little boy would take his blanket and wrap it around <laughs> his neck and be yeah. like, "I'm Superman." Yeah. So the effect of the pajamas and the cape, and then his like page boy proto Ramones haircut, yeah, makes him look like some creepy overgrown little boy. 
who's playing, who's, you know what I mean? Well, you'll yeah. see it when you see it. Uh, but listeners will have to check out. A, I know this. I've shown it to you before. That's why I know it. Because yeah. I remember going, what is with this guy? Oh, yeah, she does lose her mind. But it's, it's one of those cool 60s garage rock songs that I fucking love. It's funny because this is such a Paul song. Such a Paul song. I love it. Yeah. Because this is, sounds like the others that you are I band from our hometowns episode. Yes. And when you say proto proto punk, I'm like, okay, yeah, this I get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know what the deal with that cape is that he's wearing. Yeah, yeah real, real weird. weird. Real, real. And then weird. The, the keyboard is just kind of Dracula like. Yeah. There's one guy who's got sort of a Native American look. Yeah. Which was I, acceptable back then. I, 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 he drops a tambourine. He's not Native, Native. fucking Native anymore. Yeah, he's a real, like, classic weirdo, this guy. It's really interesting that. Because this was like, obviously, it's a Desilu show, it's a mainstream show. And they did stuff like this all the time, but the seats seem almost. They're a little edgy for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're a little edgy they for this. They could have gotten a, another band that would have been hippie-ish, yeah. but a little more accessible. This is much less accessible. It's surprisingly edgy for a yes. sitcom type concept. Exactly. Let's have a band on this. Exactly. Show. I just love this girl. Like, he's like, this is the band. And then the guy is just clapping. Yeah. And this guy. The, the, who's the lead singer's name again? Sky Saxon. He looks like he's 40. He's probably like 21. Yeah, I mean, he looks like an yeah. old guy. Oh my god. And I'm also wondering if they're like, was their manager like, hey, you're going to be on this new Desolution called The Mother in Laws? They're like, okay. We'll yeah, get paid. It, it, it was a weird time. Yeah. But for most of that, most of the people in the room watching them are just kind of like, um, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> they're all naked. They're all like mugging with the faces. Going, oh, oh. Aren't they beautiful? <laughs> well, we better run by the. These kids today with their rock and roll, it's crazy. Uh, oh, with the uh, uh, bag, yes. Oh, uh, here you are, Jared. There's my toothpaste. <laughs> the guy with the stash. I love this guy's mustache. Thanks, Marcus. Come on, fellas, let's get out of the bag. Yes. I'm fascinated to know why they're going to the back with me. He called them flower people. We'll see you flower people later. Uh, what? Boy, weren't they the grooviest? That, that's what's happening. Yes, there's no doubt about it. Those warts are really where it's at. <laughs> oh, my God. Real gassy. <laughs> What you mean? Yeah. No, you don't. I mean, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> that rock and roll was so upsetting. He has indigestion it's, from the rock and roll. Oh, what a joke! God. What a what a what a what crazy a gag for a great scene. <laughs> oh, Yikes! That is such a Paul song. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I really like that. Yeah. One. Uh, please explain this next <laughs> clip. I almost can't. <clears throat> This is uh, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Uh, and Cliff Richard. So Cliff I don't Richard. really know Cliff Richard. I, I think he's Australian too. Uh, he had a couple of singles. British. Or maybe, yeah, you're right. He was British. Yeah. He had a couple of singles too. This is the love song Suddenly, which I fucking love. I figured when I watched <laughs> it that you love it. I love this song. When, when I, I say, can you please explain that clip? No, what I What I mean is... Why do you like this? <laughs> the song I just love because I love it. 
but the video, I, I didn't know about this video until about like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I knew this song. The song is called Suddenly. It was a hit. It's from an awful, ridiculous movie called Xanadu. This oh, this is from Xanadu. This is from Xanadu, but okay. this video is not from Xanadu. Oh no! All right, is the Xanadu version also Cliff Richard? Yes. Okay. Yes. All I know about Cliff Richard is he did a song called "The Young Ones," which became the theme song to the British sitcom "The Young oh, Ones." Oh, okay. But they like sang a cheeky, like okay. sort of punk version of it. Okay, that makes sense because uh, I remember the Young Ones. No, this is uh, from Xanadu, which for those of you, it was a huge flop of a movie. In like 1980, yeah, I never really saw it. I only saw bits and pieces of it, like on cable, starring Gene Kelly mm-hmm. uh, on roller skates. On roller skates it was a roller skating movie. I think there was some heaven aspect to it. I can't remember. Yeah, Michael, I've never seen it. I'm yeah. aware th- just through cultural osmosis of yes. what it is. The funniest to me is that Michael Beck is the lead in this movie, and yeah. Michael Beck was the lead in War. Yes. Which is the best. <laughs> and that was like his one-two punch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and The Warriors is fantastic and Xanadu is not. Uh, but <laughs> Xanadu had a bunch of hit songs, even though the movie was a huge flop. Uh, it suddenly is one of them. Yeah. But uh, – This I is just, a real treacly ballad. real treacly. This is really like – like this is real Kirk. This is yeah. extreme Kirk. This is extreme Kirk. Yeah. This is so extreme that – I'm on the borderline of guilty pleasure, and I don't have any guilty pleasures when it comes. That's to where music. you and I agree. There's no yeah. such thing as guilty pleasure. This is like what you like. Yeah. Like what you like. Yeah. This is almost there. Just almost there. And part of it's the video. The video is almost just like a promo video. Yeah. On a soundstage, it has nothing to do with the movie, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just weird. They're, they get awfully close in the video. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, I'm not going to – hot's not the word. No, it's not hot. It's just weird. It's, it's mostly just weird. It's mostly weird and it's also But there's like, like a weird – there's like a creepy sincerity in their feigned yes. affection and romance. Yes. On top of that, it looks like it was filmed on a 70s porn set. Yeah. 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 It looks it looks softcore. And also it's like a bad transfer from a VHS. Yes. This YouTube clip. Yes. So there's layers of badness <laughs> yes. like lattice yeah. on top of it. It is. It is. But yet I love this song. <laughs> okay. I mean to give you an idea, I I can jog to this song. That's how much I like <laughs> this song. That is the most Kirk thing you've yeah. ever said. <laughs> I can jog to a Trickley song. And it's just they're they're all walking slow and it's very earnest. And it's almost is it on videotape? It looks like yes. a soap opera. It looks like a soap opera. It's shot like it. They're in a studio, but they're on a balcony. Here's what I'll say in this in, in its defense. Uh, Olivia Newton-John is a very attractive woman, and I think this is the most attractive I've ever been to. Oh, okay. She looks great. She's great. I mean, people sleep on her. She was a huge fucking star. Yeah. Huge. Like Taylor Swift level. Yeah, she's sort of disappeared in recent decades, but I am aware. I mean, like, every song she had was a fucking hit. Yeah. And then she had Grease, and that was a huge hit. And then she did, like, two more movies, and they were flops. Yeah. Uh, But every song she did was a number one hit. Um, and and I don't have a problem. I mean, this is this is pretty sticky sweet. <laughs> yeah. this song. The chorus, even for her. Yeah, the chorus drives me crazy. I love it, <laughs> and just the fact that they're like really close to each other. Yeah, and they're singing to each other. They're really singing into each other's faces. Yeah. So she's, now they're like, let's gorgeous. Though. Then they're like, 
we're in the so then they're like let's go to the balcony but then they walk back out to the balcony yeah but then they walk back in like the cutting is all wrong so now they're walking in and it's a real early 80s like yeah. coke den slash oh, fuck yeah. pad it's like a, it's like, that deep plush den yeah like a sunken yeah living room we're just you know there's coke on all yeah. the tables but it's also it's not quite the 80s it still has that 70s yes. hangover yes they still hadn't gotten into the whole 80s yeah and then they're in front of a fire but this is like it's ugh it's so dated this design yes. of this fireplace yeah and I don't know shit about design, but it's bad enough that I'm like, <laughs> yes. even to me, it sticks yeah. out. And yet they're still like, we're in love. We're going to bone. Yeah. But we're in love. Which, But it's not like nasty. No, it's, it's not it's at all. It's almost clean cut. Yes. Like they just went to a sock hop yeah. and they're going to kiss for the first time. It's but, like, like real slow love. But there is creepiness yes. in it. Because I think it's also the lighting is really harsh. And, and that, I don't, yeah, I can't tell how much of the lighting is bad and how yeah. much is it's a bad transfer from a bad copy yeah. of a VHS dub. And they're just holding hands and he kind of like caresses her yeah. thumb with his thumb. Yeah. He's going to kiss her hand, which is always creepy. It's just, it's, the yes. contrast is too high and the saturation. And then they cut high. to the same shot of them, of them walking in, in. <laughs> but they were already fucking <laughs> sitting down. Oh, so, they're on some weird time loop. It's like a Groundhog Day thing. Because they can't get together. Every time they're about to have sex, they oh my God. walk back through time. We fucking solved this video. Because <laughs> now they're back at the fire place. Yeah. Just kind of. It's a different verse. It's a different verse. I love how it says. The whoever uploaded this HD 1080. You know it's not. <laughs> yeah, you're making that up. <laughs> you're making that up. Maybe in Fall Lauderdale. Yeah. Fall <laughs> oh, Lauderdale. Oh, this song is. And funny. now they're not. They're just hug- now it's like. Yeah. Are they now, brother and yeah. sister? Now they're just like arm in arm, and yeah. then they went. Now they're going back to the hand. I'm amazed too that they're not like. I'm sure there had to be a, a, an outtake of them just laughing because they're so faces are so close, and then they're clasping hands. Yeah. He's got a gold chain. He's he's hairy chested oh, in yeah. a really creepy way. Yeah, that, he's got a mole. I just realized his mole. And now they're gonna do the final oh, yeah. kiss, real slow. Because <laughs> he like pursed his lips. That was yeah. Uh, but it's a great song. I love that song so much. Yeah. All right, the next... This will be a cleanser. For me, <laughs> I put this in to punish you. I know, Captain Because Picard. I've had... Well, I, I'm going to get to that. I've had this one sitting in... Like, I have a bunch of videos just in a list labeled <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Where it's either they're going to end up in a grab bag at some point, or when a theme comes along that fits them, I'll put them in. Fair enough. I've had this in there for, since day one. Really? And I'm just like, there's not going to be an opportunity for this. And even if we have a grab bag, Kirk's just going to hate it so much. <laughs> and then when I saw suddenly, I was like, yeah, all right. Okay. This is my chance to, <laughs> if he's going to do that. He's going to throw me suddenly. I'm going to throw, throw him me, ice cream for to crow? throw me. Olivia Newton-John and Richard Duet. I'm coming back at him with late period Captain Beefheart. I like that. It's late period. This is from his last album in 1982. Oh, my God. It's the title track from Ice Cream for Crow. I didn't know that he lasted to 82. He only didn't last beyond it because he quit the business to become a painter full time. Oh, wow. And we'll see some of his is paintings he still alive? in the videos. No, he's, he's passed on. Okay. He left us in... 
right before I moved to LA, I believe in December 2010, he died. Oh, okay. He had MS. Oh, so that's he sad. was sick for a long time. Um, but this is from. There's so much to talk about, and yet I can't explain anything because he's just a real classic weirdo. He was like contemporary yeah. with Frank Zappa. Okay. And he was a real '60s weirdo and an art and an artistic guy. And I love Captain Beefheart. I only know of Captain Beefheart because I have friends who like Captain Beefheart. Yeah. And I just know I don't know any music. I know I'm not going to like this. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Captain Beefheart is like if Tom Waits and David Lynch had a baby, and some other kid was trying to outweird <laughs> that baby. <laughs> oh, that's a great description of a lot of things I don't like. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is from uh, 1982. Captain Beefheart directed this music video to go along with the single, the only single from the album. And MTV wouldn't air it because they said it was too weird. Wow, from the 80s too, which is weird too because if this is from 82, they uh, MTV needed content. Here's the thing. I don't think it. they think the video is too weird because mm. the video is not that weird. I think they think the music is too oh. weird. The music's pretty fucking weird. But this did get aired because David Letterman had Beefheart on his show and, and broadcast the video oh, okay. on late night. So instead of putting it on cable, it wound up on network, which is right. pretty interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That actually got a bigger audience. Yeah. Uh, so let's just dive into this. And uh, I had to sit through <laughs> suddenly. So you yeah. had to sit through Ice Cream for Crow. Oh, boy. Which I genuinely really love this song. It's one of my favorite Beefheart songs. Did Captain is it Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band? Yes. Was he was that always a thing? He was never just Captain Beefheart. Right. Okay. Oh God. This is, oh Jesus Christ. Is that him? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was an actor. Like. No, that's that's him in the eighties. Oh my God. This is just. Who put Sunday back on? Stop the show! <laughs> what was his most well-known song? I don't know if he had a well-known <laughs> song. He was always pretty underground. His yeah. most well-known album was called Trout Mask Replica. Oh my god. From 1969. What is your favorite, Captain Song? Yeah. It's a song that Uncle Mark introduced me to when I was in like high school. It's called Floppy Boot Stomp. And it's on the album before this one, Fat Chain Pull. <laughs> You're just saying words. Oh, my God. So this is my favorite lyric. Ice cream by night, sun cream by day. I, <laughs> and it also, and, and I'm not disparaging it, but it's like a math teacher singing. Yeah, like kind of. Love. Yeah, like a really smart guy yeah. who knows quadratic formulas he's really an acquired taste yeah he's he's like he appeals to the type of person who gets into tom waits and stuff like yeah that. he's like a real like if you have a weird dad <laughs> he likes beef art hey, when uh, you said frank zappa i was like yeah, yeah. that like in that kind I of i like camp. him better than frank zappa okay. i've never really been able to i've tried to access zappa yeah and it's a little too pretentious mm. for me. Okay. Um, this I would definitely say is not as pretentious. I agree. Because Zappa has like that jazz influence. Yeah. And Beefheart's not jazzy. Yeah. He's, he's a little more yeah. rock and roll bluesy. The interesting thing about this video to me is I find it so ahead of its time. This looks like the 90s to me. Like this looks I, yeah. like a Beck video. It I reminds see me that. of a loser. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's 1982 is a little crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's 
pretty well shot for 1982. And like the way his band is so spastic. Yeah. Like the bassist acts like Flea, and this is way before Flea. Yeah. I, I'm sure Flea enjoyed that. And see, he's just got his painting sort of. There's oh, one. yeah, 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 okay. And he's just being a weirdo. <laughs> and now there's this running, I guess you'd call it a narrative of a tumbleweed that rolls around and picks up debris. Uh, yeah, and it's like, I don't know what to do with this. You drive around and groove to it. No, man. <laughs> I can't. This is great driving music to me. <laughs> I, w- I want to see more of his art because I thought I liked that black, black and white. I think the other thing you do with this is you just sit around and smoke pot with your weird friends and listen to it. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. I mean, I'd be interested to hear what his influences are because I can't. <laughs> I can't. Kind of be like, oh, I mean, because there's that little bit of a rockabilly sound, but it's not yeah, really. There's a blues influence. Yeah, I guess there. there's a blues influence. I mean, say what you will about him, no one sounds like me. No. His voice is pretty not at all. Okay. More of his paintings. I like his paintings more than a song. Yeah, well, that's pretty so did he. That's <laughs> he. Apparently, that's true. Decided to leave music behind yeah. entirely and painted for another couple decades. The thing about him is his real name is Cool, and I don't know why he decided to choose a stage name, because his real name is Don Van Vliet. Really? Yeah. That's a great name. That is an awesome name. Why would you... You don't need... Give, if you thought of this stage name, yeah. just give it to someone else who needs yeah. it. Yeah. Someone else needs that more than you, Don. Yeah, yeah. That's a great name. Don Van Vliet. And you can still put... And the Magic Band, that still yeah. works. Yeah. That I like. Yeah, more painting. That's a great piece of art. It's a cool video. Yes, and it's ahead of its time. And yes. I can understand why MTV wanted nothing to do with it. I can understand why they would not want anything to do with this yeah. music because you're just because you know. they were concerned with being cool. Yeah, yeah. It's and not on brand for MTV. This is a different kind of hit. Yeah, it's it's not cool weird. It's just weird weird. Yeah, and that you can do that in, in '80s uh, MTV. I mean, I know he had a he, he had a really strong loyal following. Yeah. Because I know there's guys when I was in Chicago, there were guys that were really into Kevin. Oh, for sure. And I'm not like a devoted fan. Yeah. I know some songs and I like them, but uh, see, you you wouldn't think this is catchy. Oh, I don't. I bet you're going to be walking around your house tomorrow just going, ice cream for crow. No. (laughs) I will not be. I'll be putting on suddenly. Oh, my God. And now they're doing a harmonica thing? Oh, come on, Paul. Suddenly wasn't that bad. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, the discordant harmonica. Ice cream for crow. I mean, I don't even... I didn't even get it. Oh, this, his name is great. Don yeah. V V A N space V L I E T. Don Van Vlaut? Vliet. 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 I don't know. I assume it's Vliet. Still, that's a great name. Yeah. Wow. So I put that in specifically 
and to sequence it directly after suddenly. <laughs> it, it makes sense. Kirk's going to go this far in his direction. Yep. I'm going to go equally as far in my oh. direction. Rightfully so. That's what grab bag is for. Right. And I didn't really mean to punish you with it. No. But it's just like, uh, we share these things with <laughs> yes. each other. Yes. We don't have to enjoy them. We just share them. <laughs> Which probably leads right into this I'm next I'm not trying video. to change your mind, but no. we understand each other We understand. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So the next one's yours, and it's a pretty it's a pretty hard left turn from both <laughs> yes. suddenly and I, Captain Beefheart. I went to another direction from Captain Beefheart. Yeah. I'm sure you know nothing of this. I know the movie it's from. Yes. I know, I vaguely remember the song. Oh, good. Oh, okay. But I know nothing of the band. Okay. This is a, this is from this I've we could do I could do a whole podcast by myself about white man can't jump. Sure, I think people I it's a beloved little small movie. I am obsessed with this movie. It's in my top 10 movies of all time. It's it's a great underrated yeah. little movie. It's uh and this is the sound this is the theme song yeah. from White Man Can't Jump by a group called Riff. Yeah. Riff was not big by any means. This is probably their biggest hit. They had a couple of ballads. They were right around that time of the early 90s. It's real New Jack Swing. Very New Jack Swing. Yeah. Uh, a little bit kind of towards the tail end of New Jack yeah, Swing. Yeah, it's getting to the point where people are kind of sick of the New yes. Jack Swing sound. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Teddy Riley didn't produce this at all, but it was someone who was like, we need a new head, New Jack Swing song. We can't afford Teddy Riley. Let's get riff. Let's get... Um, uh, uh, a new Jack sound, but I love this song. I love this movie. When this movie came out, I saw it three times in the theater. I have the DVD. I've only seen it once, and it was a long time ago. It's, I, it's I'm past due to it's, it's really good. I used to have the poster. Uh, I have both soundtracks because it had two soundtracks. Oh, um, it's got a, when you think about it in a certain way. The cast is really weird. Yes, but also perfect. Yes, uh, and we can talk about that while we hear the jam of. Riffs. Okay, White B- before jump. I play it, I just want to go a step further in explaining how not big Riff was. <laughs> they were very not big. And the way I'm going to explain it, even yeah. though I don't know anything about them, is I, I don't know if I've talked before on the podcast about the 1992 Kiss 108 concert that I went to when I was nine. But no, we've talked about we've it. We've talked about it because I remember going, that's the greatest concert. I'll try to briefly explain. Yes. In the Boston area, Kiss 108 is the big top 40 station. And every summer they'd have their big Kiss 108 concert where they basically invite anybody who had a hit at the time to perform. I went with my family to see it in 1992 and I got to see acts that included Criss Cross, yep. Right Said Fred, Color Me Bad, Celine Dion, uh, Sophie B. Hawkins, oh. K.D. Lang. And uh, oh, Julian Lennon was there. James Ooh, Brown was late the headline. Julian Lennon. Yeah, so it was a real crazy mishmash of yeah. people. One of the people who was there was Woody Harrelson, <laughs> presumably to because prom- he was yeah plugging white men can't had to be at, at a live time. concert. Yeah. yeah. So they would rather have had the actor from the movie at a concert. Than the band yeah. whose single was the theme song. From the <laughs> they were not going to put like riff. riff wasn't there, but Woody yeah. Harrelson was there just to be like, "Hi everybody, I'm Woody Harrelson from Cheers. I've got this new movie coming out. Why don't you go and see it? Is there music in it? Yes. <laughs> Are you going to hear any of that today? No. <laughs> Here's right to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. That so. is awesome. <laughs> 
I could shot. talk about Wesley Snipes. I mean, my Wesley Snipes movie is Demolition Man, oh, that's which so makes funny. sense because I was ten. You know yeah. what I mean? Mine was. I didn't see this until later. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I mean, Riff is it's just you know, they're they're a good singing group. They're a generic R and B singing group. I do love the song incredibly. We haven't mentioned yet that Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez is in the movie, and she's great. She's always great. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the movie because it's fascinating how this movie came together. The um, first of all, Woody and Wesley knew each other before this. Oh, really? They were in a movie together in '86 called Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Huh, I thought it was just this and Money Train. No, Money Train is so bad. <laughs> Such a bad fucking movie. Um, no, there's a there's a football sports football comedy called Wildcats where Goldie Hawn plays a high school football coach. And it's like a woman football coach. So what uh, you're telling me is that White Men Can't Jump is the second yes. sports comedy with Woody Harrelson yes. and Wesley Smith? They had, they, were, they had very minor roles as high school football players. All right. And they were friends. So they became friends on that set. Oh. Um, and then Woody went on to go do Cheers. Wesley went on to do like New Jack City. Wait, what year was Wildcats? Like 86. So it's even before the bad video? Yes. So that's really early yes, Wesley. It's Snipes. really early Wesley Snipes. Okay. So they became, and so they were friends, but they weren't, you know, they weren't cast together in this movie. Okay. They're trying to get Denzel for a while, but they were never going to get Denzel for this movie. So White Man Can't Jump? Yeah, because he can ball. Uh, fun fact Woody Harrelson can ball. Wesley Snipes cannot ball. They didn't <laughs> But he's such a good athlete and such a good, he's so good at movement. He took to it. He took to it. Okay. Uh, he can't dribble that well, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Woody wasn't the first one. They wanted Keanu Reeves. All right. Keanu Reeves, and apparently, like, he was really nice. He couldn't play. He could not get it down. I think. And then they were like, well, maybe we can get Charlie Sheen. And then yeah, they're like, no. no. And then they, they got Woody. Yeah. And, like, who's, who's great because he's so much dorkier yes. theming than those other Yes. Guys. And he's the one that can actually play. Yeah. Charlie Sheen can kind of play. Uh, but Woody can actually, can actually play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just this movie just brings me back to just being in the '90s and yeah. obsessed with this song and obsessed with this movie. What do you call those hats that they're wearing? I don't remember. It's not a Kango because no. it's bigger. It's no. like a, I guess it's a, a cycling hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Biker's cap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they call them a painter's cap. Rosie wasn't originally going to be in it. They had a lot of like. Uh, White actresses at the time were hot. Yeah. And I think Ron Shelton is the director. He did Cold Durham. He's like, no, it's going to be Rosie. You know, good, and they're like, good, no. Good and he's like, no, it's Rosie. And they're great. She's a greatness. She's so adorable yeah. and sexy. It's and just fun and smart. But yeah. And also, it's fun to look at these guys like Woody and Wesley. They're like babies in this. Yeah. They're and so if I remember young. correctly, there's like a weird kind of downbeat ending to this movie. It's a bit of a downbeat ending because. Uh, he loses Rosie. Yeah, because he has to go. He has to go play basketball to make a to win a bet. And she's like, if she had given him an ultimatum. Yeah. And he's like, I promise you, I'm going to win this game. And she's like, Okay, bye. Yeah. yeah. And you think that there's going to be that last scene where they get back together? Yeah. And it doesn't happen. The last scene is brilliant because the last scene is Woody and Wesley playing one on one, but they're arguing the whole time. Yeah. Because the whole big catch in the movie is that they're constantly arguing. Yeah. Um, it's also funny too because it was '92 and there was a thing of. White men can't jump. 
But now it's <laughs> now they can and they do dunk contests and it's fine. And, sure, but it was of its time. It was pretty tongue in cheek, even then. Yes, even then it was. But when this came out, I was like, "This is the most important movie I've ever seen in my life." I mean, it was it was a popular movie at the time. I feel like it's, it's been forgotten and it needs to be rediscovered. Well, funny you should say that because they're remaking it. Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't like it at all. I don't cotton to that at all. Even though that's uh, like when they remade Point Break. Yeah, it's like just why? Don't do it. Don't do it. But they're doing it because the guy who produced Blackish, I can't remember his name, which is a great show. Mm-hmm. He's in charge of it. So it's like, oh, there might be some hope. I mean, I won't write off the idea completely. But when it comes out, I'll see what the buzz yeah. is. But it's like uh, – and then uh, Blake Griffith, who plays for the Clippers, is, is I think producing it. I don't think he's in it. But oh, yeah. oh, don't cast any actual no. basketball players. Yeah. But it's also like it's like when they tried to – for a while, they were going to try to remake Warriors. Yeah, no, and they're it. basically like, don't, do it. It. don't yeah. do it. Warriors and white men jump, they're perfect as are. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to explain about Riff before we move on? Or is it pretty <laughs> much like really, they don't really matter? They really don't really matter. I just wanted to put white man can jump in. They got that new jack swing. It sound they, you know what they sound like to me? Boys to men, yeah. but without any of the like harmonizing talent. Yes. They could still sing, but not like boys to men sing. Yeah. Yeah. They had a I think they got this song. Because they had a hit ballad called If You're Serious, mm-hmm. which was just their standard R&B ballad. And their album had some fast songs on it. So they kind of had a little bit of heat. And then they're like, well, they'll do the white song. White man can't jump. Yeah. Them, so. They're like fourth wave of the sound. Yes. And it's like they're just capitalizing yes. on this thing. and But it's kind of over now. And we'll yeah. never hear from you again. Boyz II on the soundtrack, too. If Oh, by the way, if you're... A podcast listener, and you're one of the dudes from Riff. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, being really kind of unfair. Well, right it's a, I love the song though. Yeah, I am a fan of the song. Yeah. It just the longevity wasn't there. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is our last clip. Mm-hmm. We're going all the way back to the 1950s, mm-hmm. as promised. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite jazz singer, Anita O'Day. I know the name. I know very little about her. So this particular clip is from her set at the 1958 Newport Jazz Festival in Newport, Rhode Island, which is an annual jazz festival. Yep. Um, And that year, a a filmmaker made a documentary of the Sunday show called Jazz on a Summer's Day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no, like, Talking Heads segments in the – there's no interview portion. It's just he filmed the concert and also the America's Truck – America's Cup yachting trials were that day, so there's a lot of footage of sailboats racing oh, while the music plays. I like and that. there is so much crowd footage, mm-hmm. and it's amazing because it's 1958, and everybody looks like oh, a million bucks, oh. and they're just sitting on the lawn listening to jazz. I'm sure, they look so cool. And we're yeah, we're going to see a lot of them. Okay. And Anita O'Day, like she'd been around for a while, but this film sort of. Like, Mm -hmm. made her extra popular um, and kind of blew her up because she was, like, the the most popular thing in the movie itself. Oh, okay. So she actually only does two songs in the movie. The first song she does is Sweet Georgia Brown, Mm -hmm. which is sort of the more famous performance of hers for the movie. But it's a little cooler, yeah. and this one's way more up-tempo and fun. This is her doing T for Two. Yeah, I, which is a delightful song in its own. And she jazzes it the fuck uh, up, man. It's, this is, to me, just like peak vocal. I love her voice. It just Something about her voice just cuts right to the pleasure center of my brain. <laughs> like I hear her sing, and I'm just like, oh, 
So um, it's the music and the way everybody in yeah. the crowd looks. Oh, and just her hat. And the quality of the picture because it's a yeah, film. The film. The 50s it's beautifully shot. Picture me, I've bought your new ticket for two and two, but you can't. You see how happy we can be. Nobody knew it's here. Their expansion is we have a case. We'll have it now. We own the television. The hat she's wearing. The hat and gloves. Yeah. So people knew how to dress. Yeah. I don't know how to dress. <laughs> oh, also by her own admission, she is filled to the gills with heroin in this performance. Oh, she has said that? Yeah. Oh, that's good. She was in the deepest throes of her addiction at this oh point. Oh, my God. And yet, sounds flawless. Yeah. Wouldn't even I, know. I love these two. I don't know if they're there together. They're sitting next to each other. Yeah. Is this a father and daughter? Feels father and daughter, but who she, She's stunning. I love that hat she's wearing. Yeah. Uh, she looks like this girl Carla I had a crush on in high school. <laughs> and And if this is her dad, he's just like a great dad. Yeah, he looks cool. I don't. What do you call this pattern of this hat that he's wearing? Hound's tooth. Ooh, let's just say that. And he's wearing like Ray Ban. He's got really good glasses. He's got a nice jacket, and he's a little pudgy, and he's got like a five o'clock shadow. But I fucking love the way he looks. Yeah, so he might might have a few few cocktails. Oh, he's well, he's maybe had a few beers. But if if I understand it correctly, she started the day, so this is Sunday morning. Oh, maybe it's a Bloody Mary then. Maybe. Okay. Uh, How much does this girl look like Peggy Olsen from Mad Men? Yes, like hundred percent. It's uncanny how much she looks like. I mean, even with a hat on you, she's still a Peggy. Yeah. She's exactly like it. Uh, this guy is so cool. He looks like great hair. They keep coming to this dude with his baby, and it's so cute. Yeah, everybody looks. Oh, that's adorable. It makes me realize why people just sort of fetishize their nostalgia for the 50s. Yeah. Especially here, like the late 50s of that cool era. Yeah. And jazz is really becoming cool. She is high as fuck right no, now. Now I see but it. But she's enjoying herself yeah. so much. <laughs> now you see like it when in you her think, eyes. When you think of junkies, you think of yeah. them just like nodding and sort of not being present yeah, at all. No, she's being 100% present. But she's having so much fun yeah. on so much heroin. Is there, is, there, is there still a Newport Jazz Festival? Oh, yeah. I was going to say. And folk festival. Every, oh, every okay. time, yeah. My... Um, my first experience, I'm a huge Coltrane fan. Yeah. And my first experience is listening to, at a friend's house, uh, John Coltrane at Newport, uh, mm-hmm. 1963, doing My Favorite Things. Yeah. And it's beautiful and it's awesome. And I had uh, accidentally smoked hash. <laughs> like you do. Like I do. Accidentally. Didn't know. Yeah. Well, I thought I was just smoking weed. Right. It, they're different. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't know it until the guy's like, you know, you've been smoking hash this whole time. I was like, what? Yeah. And then I kept going, what, what is this music? And he and he kept saying, it's John Coltrane, my favorite thing is the Newport Jazz Festival. And finally he took my face and he's like, dude, <laughs> it's John Coltrane. Yeah. And I was like, well, now nah, I'm a fan. Uh, a lot of big things went down at the – Festivals, jazz, and folk in New there York. There was a Dylan lot of went electric at the Newport. Oh, folk. okay. Uh, D- uh, Miles Davis had a big set there. Yeah. I know at one point. In this one, in this documentary movie, there's like Louis uh, uh, Armstrong. Louis Armstrong does a set. Chuck Berry 
is there. Oh, wow. Which is sort of unbelievable because it's only 1958. Rock and roll is not that old. It's yeah. pretty progressive of them, I think, to have yeah. invited him. Wow. To play the jazz festival, he does. He does "Sweet Little Sixteen in this. In this oh, this okay. is my favorite concert bo- movie, by the way. Oh, I really? Know what a talking head. I was fan about to I say am. more than uh, I Stop like Making this Sense? more than Stop Making wow. Sense. Wow, the whole thing is unbelievable. Wow, Thelonious Monk oh, is in it. Like Monk. it's really good, but. With all those big names, Anita O'Day upstage. The I'm, I'm I'm amazed that this is your favorite. That's very yeah. cool. <laughs> Even that microphone is cool. Yeah. That's how you do scat singing. Yeah. Oh. She scats like Gene Kelly did. Yeah, effortless. Yeah. I was just thinking that. She's like, yeah. She's just so in control. She's just so in the moment. Yeah. Uh, see, the dad's into it now. He's not his head. Yeah, those two. Okay. These, these two dudes. That's not a good look. I love it. Like, it's I'm, not It's not flattering. Well, I like, like that he's, hat. He's, oh, which, uh, but, which one are you talking about? Well, the, the hat's the same grace of this whole shot. <laughs> but uh, the, the the black shorts and the black long socks, yeah, and a red polo and shirt tucked in is not that with yet. a bit of a gut, yeah. But like he's a real 1958 dude, yeah, and he's you can tell like big fan, yeah, big fan. His outfit is not flattering, but I love it because it's so like character defined. Yes, for this that guy. is true. That is true. Another baby just listening. Great that they brought babies to concerts. This is Sunday in the park. Yeah. Uh, I love this girl going to town <laughs> on an ice cream bar. Yeah. And I, do, I mean, at one point she sort of looks right at the camera. Yeah. But she's like, she's hunched over. She doesn't look like she's having fun. She's no, she looks mad. But just, I think she's just. I think she's so enjoying the ice cream bar that she's not. And, and so maybe it's a little cold. Yeah. But she is giving the stink eye. She's having a little fun with it. Yeah, she's playing with the band a little bit. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to fuck with it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's like having so much fun. That's great. She's. Don't you just want to hang out with her? Oh yeah. Maybe not do heroin, but I would definitely. Yeah, hang out I mean, with her. yeah. She'd probably try to get you to do some force. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah. I already did hash by mistake. Yeah. Oh, I think she did a little like curtsy, like wow. Yeah. Uh, and look, I'm the schlubbiest dude, and I don't know how to dress for shit. But when I see this, I'm just like, yeah, that's when people knew how to like. <laughs> Compose themselves. <laughs> like, what's happened to society? What's going on with these kids today? <laughs> and I'm like the worst offender of it. But I'm still like... That's you appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. A, See, now, I'm glad we ended this way. Yeah. It was good, better than... Good yeah, closer. We, we had a good... Yeah, yeah. We good closer. I mean, I'll, I'll revisit this a million times. There's so many good clips from this documentary. Yeah. We could do a whole episode where we just watch that movie. I'm not saying no to that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, for this episode that does it thank you for listening if you're a regular listener to Music Ray Gun please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play or whatever podcast app you prefer 
You can find us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter where we're at Music Raygun. We're also on Instagram at Music Raygun Podcast. And you can always send us an email at musicraygun at gmail.com. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time, see ya. See ya.